Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David DiFiorazzo. Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ, the remnant of true Bible-believing Christians, truth proclaimers and defenders. Thank you for sharing the podcast and for getting us out there. As uh, we've been censored for so long, we just kind of go, all right, that, uh, God's moving here because he's using you to get the word out about the podcast. And we continue to reach uh, new people. And I, I don't know how. It's not because of anything that we are doing. So thank you. Uh, one reminder, one week from tonight, I will be speaking in Oshkosh, Wisconsin at Calvary Sunrise Church, and we're going to be talking about the last 100 years in America. We're going to go over some forgotten history, and what can we do at this point seeing the moral decline um, just increasing like uh, never before. So we'll talk a little bit about this, how we got here, and as Christians being salt and light, uh, what do we do? So that's next Thursday night in Oshkosh. We've got details at Stand Up For The Truth. Dot com. I want to start with a quote today from Justice Antonin Scalia. He said, God assumed from the beginning that the wise of the world would view Christians as fools, and he has not been disappointed. If I have brought any message today, it is this. Have the courage to have your wisdom regarded as stupidity. Be fools for Christ and have the courage to suffer the contempt of the sophisticated world. And Justice Scalia went to be with the Lord in 2016. We're going to talk about what's happening in our country and why, and uh, that we need to wake up the church, but what can we do about that? Our guest today, we're wel- welcoming back best-selling author, commentary writer, a licensed private investigator, and online opinion editor for the Washington Times. She's the author of... The Devil in D.C., winning back the country from the beast in Washington. Socialists Don't Sleep, a best-selling book that we had her on to talk about last time. And her brand-new book is called Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. Cheryl Chumley, welcome back to Stand Up for the Truth. It's so great to be with you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for your time. Uh, I want to touch on an article you wrote uh, mentioning the Christian Taliban before we jump into the book. But before we do that, your books are doing well, and I don't remember. I mean, I know the Beatles at one point in, I believe, the 60s knocked themselves out of the number one spot on American Top 40 with one of their other songs. You've gotten one of the categories on Amazon, uh, the, the best-selling book, Lockdown, just replaced Socialists Don't Sleep. So you had the number... <laughs> I, I have a screenshot here of the number one and the number two uh, positions here. So congratulations on your books doing well. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was, it was, um, you know, in a subcategory of bestsellers on yep. Amazon, but it was still, it struck me as pretty cool, right? Yeah, especially <laughs> so, to have number one, and number two. I mean, that's something you got to frame that. Uh, that's awesome. So, um, Cheryl, before we get into lockdown, a phenomenal book. I was just reading up on the bullet points and just, uh, it's really amazing what we need to talk about and uh, try to get more people aware of what's happening. I want to talk about an article you wrote a few weeks ago called um, Representative Adam Kinzinger Stupidly Calls Out Christian Taliban. Now, this is concerning because we know the January 6th show trial 
has been done for a purpose, and they're trying to frame Trump supporters, Republicans, Christians, conservatives as dangerous to the country. And they continue to do this just by things they say. So you wrote that um, uh, Republican Lauren Boebert said a few days ago she was tired of this separation of church and state junk. And it's a manufactured lie from the left. And so um, what I understand she also said is the church is supposed to direct the government, which is true. The government is not supposed to direct the church. That's not how our founding fathers intended it, which is true. And I want to get your take on that because uh, Kensinger came out and referred to her as uh, the Christian Taliban, part of the Christian Taliban. This is dangerous language, and they're doing it on purpose. Cheryl, your thoughts? Yeah, you know, what what Congresswoman Boebert said was true at its root. I probably wouldn't have stated it the same way when she just simply said the church is supposed to direct the government. I probably would have said it more like the faith community or the church community because founding fathers, of course, didn't want a a specific church running the government, right? That's sort of what they fled. But but they did want those of moral uh, proper moral compass and virtuous principles uh, as as put forward in the Judeo Christian belief uh, to run the country, and they never intended faith to be completely separated from government. They they, as a matter of fact, warned against that. And so her running theme is that it's the faith based community that actually is in charge of government in America. And for Adam Kinzinger, I, I have difficulty pronouncing his last <laughs> name, but as, as for him to come out and call that a Christian Taliban, mm. it's just a, a skewing of American history, and it's a yes. slap in the face to American exceptionalism, really. Well, he also said we must oppose the Christian Taliban, and he also said, I say this as a Christian. Stop right there. We have to now define what a Christian is, because obviously they're the Christian left to our listeners and to most of us understand that to be an oxymoron. So liberal yeah. Christianity, Christian left. But he, he's pointing out um, her statements, which is her true statements, and he's saying, okay, we're dangerous for believing this. Well, it's funny how the left redefines Christianity. If you recall, and I'm sure many of your listeners do, Pete Buttigieg, Mm -hmm. uh, the gay Department of Transportation head, called out those who in the Christian community who criticized his homosexual relations with with uh, and and so-called marriage to another man mm-hmm. and the the redefining of christianity in this country has to stop and it has to stop based on the strong stand of actual christians those who know the truthful christian teaching standing up and pushing back against such lies and deceptions so cheryl you've been writing a long time and you, you've got a great history and your books have been amazing on this issue of, of the dangers coming against our freedoms and the socialist really infiltration in the country how did we get to the point where we believed the lies i know it was very gradual the lies about the separation of church and state i'm not so sure that the majority in america actually believe that lie i i actually think it's more than america 
more in America have gone silent on fighting back against that lie. Now, the younger generations being taught in today's public school system are definitely being brainwashed into believing that separation of church and state lie. But the older generations, those uh, above the age of 30 or 40, know full well, uh, because public schools used to teach truthful history and truthful civics and truths about the Founding Fathers and the Constitution, they know full well that it's supposed to be faith-based uh, communities running politics and culture in America that just have gotten silent over the years. And I think that's why we are facing such perilous times in America. The Christian community, the Judeo-Christian community in America has gone too silent. So I want to just end, before we get back, or we start talking about your new book, Lockdown, you ended the article toward the end. You said the logic, you can't have God-given rights if you remove God. And that's a, a brilliant point, and that is what's happening. We're thinking our, many people think our rights come from government, which is not true. This is the entire war in America right now, the battle to retain God-given rights. Because in a country that was founded on the exceptionalism idea that our individual rights come from a creator and government is only there to preserve and protect those rights, if you remove God from that equation, what happens? There's a void, and that's where mm-hmm. government steps in to fill that void. So the the all-the-time war in America is the fight to retain the idea of God-given individual rights. Mm. Amen. So before we jump into your book, Cheryl Chumley, uh, tell people how they can listen to your podcast, Bold and Blunt, through the Washington Times. Sure. Um, go to WashingtonTimes.com and find my podcast, uh, Bold and Blunt. I have actually an uh, interesting guest coming out today. Sean Spicer was my guest. Awesome. Um, and Yeah, he, he's really interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> check it out. You can subscribe there or you, or you can get it at Edify or wherever podcasts are offered. Okay, thank you. And uh, we want to jump into your book now, Lockdown. The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom, it's described as the terrifying story of how government is using the chaos of COVID-19 pandemic to cloak their nefarious plan to take away American freedoms, a dangerous growth of government power. And we've seen that happening. Cheryl, before we get into some of the bullet points, um, why do you think it more people gave in to fear and just let government almost do whatever and just just obey whatever they told us to do uh, under the guise of, I guess, health, safety, security? Well, as a Christian, I have to chalk that up to the fact that America is growing more secular, right? Because Mm -hmm. there is no faith in fear. Once you turn the corner down fear, that's a design of Satan, Mm -hmm. okay? So that's that's the biblical uh, viewpoint of it. But in terms of the secular world, I would have to say that more people in America have become beholden to the government telling them what to do, because over the years we have grown lazy in enforcing government to stay in its subservient role, because we have become too enamored with the pursuit of materialism in America. Even Christians have gone after the financial fake gods more than they've pursued uh, things of true uh, godly worship. And so in America, we've become lazy on enforcing individual liberties mm-hmm. and demanding our government recognize and respect our individual boundaries. And we've, we've, we've jumped ship on the pursuit yes. of liberty. 
Yes, and you start off. I mean, chapter one in the book is the politics of fear and the politicization of the pandemic, and that's exactly what happened. It really seems before people were informed, they made a decision on what side, almost, I'm generalizing, you know. There are people that did their research, but there were so many people that just took a side right away based on what, what Trump said or based on what Fauci said or based on what the Democrats and the media were saying. Um, your thoughts on that divide, I see it was on purpose, but it's interesting how quickly it happened before actual information came out about the virus and then about the vaccines, right? Yeah, it's true. And look, I I think it was very interesting, the conservative base uh, going along with the shutdowns and and so forth. And I think they did that because Donald Trump uh, gained the respect of a lot of conservatives in America. And I have to, you know, I I love Donald Trump. I loved how he led America. Um, His Twitter feed did not bother me at all. And I actually (laughs) hope he runs. I hope he runs and wins again. I think Mm. he's great for America. But I even faulted uh, him in my book about some political missteps I think he made by ceding the White House platform mm. early on and too frequently to the likes of Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks, who are unelected, unaccountable to the people, yes. and come at attacking a virus from one uh, viewpoint only, the best-case medical practice, which conflicts with individual freedoms, right? And we saw that. And there were a lot of people in America who were willing to go along with Donald Trump because they trusted him. And then as the weeks went by and they saw that the science was skewed and deceptive, Donald Trump became attacked politically from all uh, all sides. And so it became very difficult once the media seized a hold of the fear that the Democrats were pushing to justify clampdowns. It became very difficult to fight back on that on an individual basis. And so we became swept up in these lockdowns. And Democrats are only too happy to continue to use fear to continue to justify lockdowns. Yes. We are speaking with Cheryl Chumley, best-selling author and writer, and she's with the Washington Times and her podcast, Bold and Blunt. The book we're talking about, Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. Cheryl, I think we need to clarify something because people were confused during that time when Trump, like as you said, seated the platform, the podium to the likes of Anthony Fauci and the globalists and their message was coming through and they seemed to redefine science or not have all the facts and people just went along with that. There was a very confusing time because we really didn't know how much President Trump knew about what was going on and, and did he just trust these guys from the NIH or these globalists and it's really amazing the damage I believe that Fauci did but just your thoughts on that. I know you're, I'm asking you to speculate what was in Donald Trump's head and how much information did he really have? Well, as for Donald Trump's actions, uh, I, I give Donald Trump a pass on the actions he took under the coronavirus because everything he did was out of love for America and love for Americans. He mm. wanted truly to protect America from a virus that he saw early on is coming from China, perhaps in a nefarious way out of the lab. But he was attacked early on. And Democrats, Democrats, as Democrats often do, they attacked him for doing this, and then they attacked him simultaneously for not doing that. And he was attacked for no matter what he did. And Anthony Fauci, whom I uh, consider a very evil man because he has been deceptive and outright um, a, a liar mm-hmm. on much of the science that has come forward from this, 
and he is denied and dismissed any type of alternate viewpoints, declaring himself to be science, and that those who differ with his viewpoints are automatically attacking truthful science. And so the fact that Anthony Fauci was allowed to push America down this path of continuous lockdown, mm-hmm. and even now, to this day, is deceptive on, on how we yeah. should deal with the coronavirus. That tells me that too many Americans fell victim to this delusion, and this, the simple solution to that, again, is God, because who gives discernment and who gives wisdom and knowledge but God? Yes, we come back to this theme that too many people have fallen for the lies that government holds the power to strip away rights. Um, but you say, you write in the book, Lockdown, that this is the world the left envisions. Um, talk a little bit about that because they, you'd, you think like, well, some on the left, there are some Democrats that are, they're affected by this, just like conservatives, Republicans, Christians, we're all affected by when they, when things get shut down, when we get locked down. So, how can they envision this and go along with it, and it's going to affect them personally as well? Does, does that make sense? Well, some are more affected than others, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Democrats have jumped into bed with the globalists at the likes of the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum. And Democrats, for the last few years, since Barack Obama specifically, have been busily undercutting the foundations of America because their general idea, their general belief is that America is not going to be number one on the world stage for much longer. So they want to join forces with the nations and, and entities that they believe are going to be number one, namely China. And so they have jumped ship on, on upholding the Constitution and defending individual liberties in favor of defending the globalist approach to governance. Mm-hmm. And there are some in the Republican Party who see similarly, and that's why you have a lot of Republicans that are siding with China over America in various uh, in various different factions. Uh, for instance, the, the woke corporate structure and yes. so forth. But but what's taking place in America may impact some Democrats, but not the ones in the leadership, because mm. they think that they have chosen the side that's going to win, and it's the globalists. Yep. Yep, they, they're called power elites, right? They have the power, and these are the ones that are almost untouchable that the media covers for. Um, it's interesting, the contradictions we sometimes see. I mean, Donald Trump, I'll never forget when he was speaking at the U.N., and he said, America will never be a globalist nation. And I'm thinking, man, if they didn't hate him before that, that he said that, now he just said that, those are fighting words. It's just unbelievable that the angst, the hatred the vitriol, almost an irrational opposition that came against him, right, Cheryl? Well, it's only irrational if you don't understand that the left's total design end game mm. here is to ultimately cripple America, destroy America, and usher in this new world order, one world order, great reset, build back better, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. it's one and the same. It's total top down. And so it's only irrational if you don't see that strategy of the left. But if you do see it, it becomes completely rational because Donald Trump was the great disruptor in chief, as he was labeled. (laughs) He undercut all these globalist designs. And worse than that, 
to the left, he called out the various players who were involved in it. He named mm-hmm. the deep state. He refused to stand down. And he went after the media that tried to cover for these deep state nefarious people. Yep. I really, people love the fact that he actually stood up to the media and didn't care what they said about him. So we need more men like that. Well, we're talking with Cheryl Chumley, and the book is called Lockdown. The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. When we come back, we're going to ask her what she thinks history will look back on the coronavirus and what happened during this time. How will history look at us during this generation? Also, um, we're going to be talking about some more points in her book, including peeling back the government and peeking behind the doors of Big Pharma. That's next on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. The book Lockdown is available wherever great books are sold, and you can get that online. Amazon is one of the most common, but uh, Cheryl Chumley is with us, the author. And uh, check out her Washington Times podcast. You'll, you'll not be disappointed. She talks about all kinds of different issues. The Bold and Blunt podcast. Now, Cheryl, let's talk about this before we run out of time. Uh, you say well, in lockdown, people will learn that uh, to peel back the curtain of government and peek behind the doors of Big Pharma, and the same people who continue to call for clampdowns, lockdowns on liberties, and more shots in the arms of citizens are those most benefiting. Let's talk about that and connect a few dots for our listeners. Yeah, and there are so many incestuous relationships here that, that for the for the media to dismiss or ignore them yep. is just a dereliction of media duty. But that just tells me that the media is part of this new world order. Mm-hmm. Um, so one one of the glaring examples of conflicts of interest that should have been pointed out early on was that Bill Gates, right? Bill Gates, who was one of the early voices calling for clampdowns in America, calling for America to be more like China in its response to the coronavirus, he created this campaign called the Decade of Vaccines. And in 2020, when he completely separated from all Microsoft duties, he he jumped full board on this Decade of Vaccines. And what it is, is basically a campaign to put money into developing uh, fast vaccinations for around the world to combat about every disease and virus that pops. So Mm. he doesn't want to have to go through the 10-year process of bringing a vaccine to full development in America. He wants a fast action, a rapid react, where vaccines can be developed within a year Mm. of identifying a virus. And who is part of the board of this decade of vaccines? Anthony Fauci, another Mm. guy who's calling for mass vaccinations and then booster after booster booster after booster, even though he himself has, what, like 95 boosters and he still caught the coronavirus. And then after he <laughs> after he recovered from it, he took a, a pill that was supposed to combat the coronavirus and then got uh, test, tested positive again. So if you look at the billions of dollars that these big pharma types with, with Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci and all their partners at the global bureaucracies are making from these vaccines and where they intend to continue developing vaccines, this should have been front page news from yes. beginning of the coronavirus to now. Well, you know what? What also is not making the news is the adverse effects from the vaccine, including heart issues, many deaths. But you don't hear that. It's so tragic that our media does not give us the full picture. 
Yeah, this has been something that has been squashed in terms mm-hmm. of reporting adverse effects. Yeah. It's not just that it's been underreported. It's 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 when somebody tries to report it, social media boots uh, discussion and coverage of such issues almost immediately. Some of the nation's finest medical professionals have warned about these vaccines. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the makers of the messenger RNA shots has issued several warnings about these vaccines being given to younger people in particular, and he is silenced. So I want to get to another quote of yours, um, at least in the talking points of the book. I love this and let you respond. Um, Today's America is all too willing to compromise on God-given liberties for the sake of the greater good and to do so without questioning the conflict of interest with a government that's allowed to define the greater good. That's a chilling but, but fascinating and provocative statement, Cheryl. I'd love for you to elaborate on that. Yeah, it's the move under the coronavirus from a nation of rugged individualism, of individual rights, into a nation of collectivism, which is all your socialist, communist, Marxist nations, right? What happened under the coronavirus is that instead of being allowed and expected as individuals to make our own medical and health decisions for ourselves and our family, we were told by the government bureaucrats that even if we don't agree uh, with what the government is pressuring us to do insofar as wearing face masks or taking vaccines, that we ought to do it because other people are afraid. <laughs> and that's when you start leaving the arena of individualism and mm-hmm. moving into the world of collectivism, which is exactly where the left wants America ultimately to be. Exactly. And you say that either our rights come from God or they don't. Either America is a nation of individualism or it isn't. One more question, Cheryl Chumley and the book, friends, Lockdown on Amazon, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom. How will history look at us, look at this time, uh, maybe even look at the church? Should Jesus not return in the near future? Should uh, it be a little while? Um, you say, and I, I want to agree with this so badly, you say that the coronavirus will go down in U.S. history as the greatest political hoax the Democrats have ever inflicted on the American people. The virus may have been real, but the response from the left was far from truthful. Cheryl, A little bit more on that. How do you think history will look at us? Well, it's interesting you bring that up because that's the exact piece that I wrote in the Washington Times in April 2020 when the virus was first breaking on U.S. soil. And for Mm. that, I was vilified not just by the left, but by the conservatives who loved Donald Trump as well and Mm. thought that I was attacking his policies. But look, look at what's happened over the last two plus years. And I have to say that I only dig in deeper on the fact that I believe the left is continuing to politicize this virus. And where history will paint it, you know, that's a big question mark, right? Will Americans fight back? Because I have to say that in the coming months, we are going to see more continued pressure from the left to continue lockdowns in America. Wait until school starts and the teachers unions want to put kids back in face masks for the mm. safety of the teachers. And wait until the next virus comes, the, uh, the, the omnivirus or whatever the Omicron, Omnicron <laughs> and or the monkeypox yes. or something else. It's coming. 
Mm. And this is what's sad, and we'll see how we respond. I hope hope we've learned our lesson, or more people have learned our lesson. Uh, I've talked to some pastors in Canada that, that were imprisoned just for keeping their churches open, and that should be something that we should all assume is we're protected because of uh, religious freedoms. But anyway, Cheryl Chumley, thank you for your time today. I want to encourage people to get that book locked down and read up on this, and you go in much more detail than we had time to cover here. God bless you, sister. Keep fighting the good fight. Oh, thank you, and God bless you and your listeners. All right, thanks, Cheryl. All right, um, guys, we've got to talk about a few local stories now, and this is something that someone sent me an email um, from a stay-at-home parent, and uh, she said, I followed up at home and listened to this podcast with Gary Ka, and that was, uh, I believe, a week ago. She says, with five children at home and recently switching our one-year-old from formula over to regular milk because of the empty shelves in grocery stores, I wanted to know what we may be looking at in years to come. Now, here's what she shared, and we talked a little bit about this on the podcast before, uh, Biden's policy to punish um, children. You're, you're thinking I'm making that up. Well, this listener, I won't use her name, she goes to a local, uh, she doesn't, but her kids go to a local Lutheran school, which has been part of the federally funded school hot lunch program for free and reduced lunches for several years. Now, their principal at the Lutheran school now recently let us know, she says, the USDA, which provides the program for hot lunches nationwide, changed their non-discrimination policy to include sexual orientation and gender identity. There it is. So now every school which wants to continue to participate in the program, meaning young children getting lunch, getting free lunches, hot lunches, must also change their non-discrimination policy to match the government. What Biden recently said to punish those who disagree with the LGBTQ ideology. Now this means, she says, this person is writing. I'll just say her name, Jessica. Hi, Jessica. But this means that our school, as well as other private schools in the country that feel led to adhere to the word of God, versus the dictates of government, will not have a hot lunch program going into the fall. So what are they doing, friends? They are weaponizing food and punishing young children. This is your government. Now, I'm not saying you voted for the O'Biden-Harris administration, but this is your government and what they're doing to further their agenda. Right? Yeah, what can you say about something like this? But it's happening. We can't deny it. I'm just sharing the facts, pointing out the biblical worldview. And boy, we need to get back to that. <laughs> Let's start in our churches, right? Okay, before we get to this fascinating story in the news yesterday on the Georgia Guidestones, Life News reports 90% of Americans reject the Democrat position on abortions up until birth. So 90% of Americans say, I don't think it's quite right to kill human beings, kill human babies in mother's wombs up until the moment they're born just because they're 
inside of the womb or in the birth canal as opposed to just out of the birth canal. So, yeah, 90% of Americans, that was very interesting. So most Americans disagree with the demonic Democrat Party platform on this. It is a worldview war, friends. And if you're a Christian and call yourself a Christian and you support Democrats, you are supporting evil, you're endorsing evil, you've got a problem with your worldview. I'm going to say it flat out. You've got a problem with idolatry. And friends, when you have try to have a conversation with, quote, Democrat Christians, you know, you won't get very far. They'll put the hand up. They'll, they'll get defensive. They'll just get right in your face. So you won't get very far with most uh, Democrat Christians, so-called. Um, but what you have to do is talk about the Bible. Bring it back to the Word of God. You have to point to idolatry. Because if you are putting whatever party platform it is or whatever policy it is that is unbiblical over the Word of God, then you've got an issue with idolatry no matter what the policy is. Does that make sense? If you are putting theft, and that's what socialism is, and Marxism, greed, envy, jealousy, theft, reparations, you know, um, that is not biblical. God is no respecter of persons. And theft, that's one of the Ten Commandments, right? Isn't it? Thou shalt not steal. I haven't read them in a while. But if you put theft, socialism, over the Bible and you're promoting that, you're wrong. I'm not saying you're an evil person, but you're wrong. But I am saying there are two different spirits by which we are guided, either one or the other, either the Spirit of God, which is known as the Holy Spirit, or there's an unholy spirit, which is demonic. And that's what some of these agendas are. So 90% of Americans apparently are not speaking up because the Democrats are doing what they can now, state by state, since the Roe v. Wade was overturned. But it says only 10% of registered voters support the demonic, I'm sorry, the Democrat Party's position on abortion access up to nine months of pregnancy. This is according to, and this is not a, a conservative or moderate poll, this is Harvard. Harvard, CAPS, Harris Poll, Friday, last Friday. The poll surveyed uh, registered voters the at last week in June, and only hear that for now. That's some good news, guys, in this debate over Roe v. Wade, and should it have been in the first place, should it have been overturned. Only 10% support the radical, extremist, murderous position on eliminating human life in mother's wombs. Some would call that child sacrifice. So, that's some good news. And we don't have time. I wish we did. Um, You know what? I have to mention it. I, I have to mention this briefly. Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bob Menendez introduced a a bill targeting pro-life centers. You ready for the name of this bill that the radical leftists stop anti-abortion disinformation? So they're coming against now these centers that are helping women and young girls who are pregnant and scared. They're actually helping crisis pregnancy they're they're hurting they're hurting i should say crisis pregnancy centers they are the ones that are the purveyors of of disinformation misinformation let's just call it what it is lies you know who the father of lies is that's right satan that's right we're pointing fingers today we're pointing fingers at demonic ideas philosophies and policies 
Colossians 2.8 says, Do not be taken captive by worldly philosophies or the traditions of man that go against God's word. I paraphrased Colossians 2.8 for you. Um, but this is something that's not going to go away, friends. All right, one more story before we have to take our, our next break. Now, let's bring it back to the local news here in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, our local news is very liberal. I don't know if some of you follow it, but it is. And I'm, I, I know I don't mean to say they're all biased, but they are. I was in an organization 10 years ago called Wisconsin Media Check, and we were just watch, watching with amusement or amazement how the local TV channels and online, you know, websites, they would take the marching orders from the uber liberal Associated Press or the motherships, the ABC, CBS, NBC, who are anti-Christian in their worldview. And the, at the local level, you think you're getting local news? Come on, wake up, friends, if you're still believing that. Sorry to break the bubble, burst your bubble. You're not getting a fair representation of the news, even at the local level. We've got to come to terms with that. Okay, so this article, listen to the headline. Positive LGBTQ report triggers lengthy debate at Green Bay City Council meeting. So there was a city council meeting, Green Bay, Wisconsin, and a presentation by a nonprofit how inclusive the city is towards the LGBTQ plus people, that turned into a heated and lengthy debate. So the human rights campaign, the largest LGBTQ plus civil rights organization, they're radicals, they're anti-Christian, they're leftist, and that's a demonic agenda there as well. When you say God is not the creator and marriage is not marriage, family is not family, and sex is whatever you want it to be with whoever you want it to be. That's another demonic agenda. But discussed a report that received pushback from some council members. So kudos to Jesse Burnett, Brunette, um, council president in Green Bay. He says, I can't stand the thought of people who have the very essence of who they are uh, guided by their faith, the belief that God created them. And to, to kind of limit the rights of those people and their expressions and to force them to do things that perhaps they are not comfortable doing that will be in direct violation of their faith. That's not right either. So the group presented uh, to the city of Green Bay its municipal equality score. Did you know there was such a thing, right? The MES, the municipal equality score, examining how inclusive and pro-LGBT and anti-Christian, a city's policies and ordinances are. Well, Green Bay scored an 84 out of 100. And that's an improvement from four years ago. So, um, Appleton scored a 94 out of 100, being inclusive, all in with the LGBTQ agenda. But Alderman Burnett took issue with the report, and he questioned whether people with strongly held religious beliefs are being discriminated against? And the answer is yes. So he said, we're talking about human rights. Actually, this is someone else. This is a state representative, a Democrat from Green Bay. Christina Shelton said, we are talking about human rights. We are talking about expanding freedom for all. Interesting how they put that in there. So that every person in our city, regardless of who you are, who you love, how you dress, who you want to marry, who you want to have sex with, who you want to speak with your doctor, is the same for every single person. That's the Democrat worldview, right? 
So these comments kind of stirred up a debate, and this was at the local level just because a couple resisted the onslaught of Pride Month and the LGBTQ plus agenda. But it's interesting. I, I hadn't heard of that, the MES score, Municipal Equality Score. How does your city rank? Uh, depends on where you are in the country, right? we got a lot more to get to on Stand Up for the Truth. Um, when we come back, a couple more articles and uh, talking about the removal of God. Also, the Center for Countering Digital Hate put out a notice. We'll talk about that next. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. Okay, the Center for Countering Digital Hate, CCDH, I didn't even realize this was out there. Um, it's calling search results for pro-life crisis pregnancy centers anti-abortion fake clinics. Now, this goes right along the story with um, Senator Elizabeth Warren, the radical uh, Democrat, the leftist that once Democrat socialist, her own admission, who uh, ran for president. Um, this goes right along with what they're doing, calling centers that actually help women and not harm them, calling these pro-life centers fake clinics. Um, I, I need to look for a quote real quick, and I want to share this with you guys, because we've got to understand how much good is being done by the church, by pro-life you know, centers, Actually, you know, crisis pregnancy, because for many it is a crisis pregnancy, but God bless those young women that decide to have their baby and allow it to live because we know it's it's a severe, it's really a, a debate right now going on in our country. I want to share a quote by John Hollowell. He said, head to Planned Parenthood and ask for diapers, formula, a crib, rent assistance, education for your child, health care for your child, etc., and then come and tell me how pro-lifers are the ones that don't care for children after they are born. So a lot of good is being done. Don't believe the media's lies. Don't believe the Democrat talking points that pro-life centers, crisis pregnancy centers, or groups are, quote, anti-abortion fake clinics. So in other words, in order to be a true actual legitimate clinic you've got to kill babies in the womb that's what they're saying you've got to provide abortion did you know that most um, abortion mills clinics businesses raking in all this money they will avoid uh, sonograms or ultrasounds they will not allow a young girl or young woman to see that there is an actual physical human being growing and developing in her womb with a separate dna a separate body growing in the mother's womb. They will not do that. That's why we're trying to support those who are uh, trying to get ultrasound legislation passed. But anyway, um, some lawmakers have sent letters to Google urging Google to suppress pro-life search results. Now, the CCDH, the Center for Countering Digital Hate, is a leftist, radical, eco-extremist group funded by the Oak Foundation. We talked about this very briefly a few weeks ago. They financed a greening scheme for Communist China's Belt and Road Initiative. And so the CCDH 
put out a report last year about 10 fringe publishers fueling a digital climate change denial, and they urged big tech to censor conservative organizations, including the Media Research Center, Town Hall, the Daily Wire, Breitbart News, Family Research Council. So Brent Bozell tweeted this, quote, Digital brown shirts are attacking conservative organizations for daring to have an honest debate on climate policy. So it's not just they're trying to get Google to censor search results on pro-life pregnancy clinics and centers and allow the lies out there. They're they're also, you know, totally leftist in their agenda. So that's what the center for countering digital hate. By the way, if you believe in the biblical worldview and talk about it, especially when it comes to human sexuality and life in the womb, you'll be considered a hate, putting out digital hate. If you mention that on Facebook or social media elsewhere, if it's public, you will be in trouble with the CCDH anyway. So let's talk about this interesting story now about the global, I'm sorry, not the global, the Georgia Guidestones. Apparently there was an explosion there, leaving a large portion of this globalist monument destroyed. So the Albert County a Georgia Sheriff's Office is investigating a mysterious event at the Georgia Guidestones after a, a picture was posted online to social media showing what appears to be rubble at the site of and, and residents reporting hearing a boom. So this is really interesting. It's not known for sure if it was attacked by a person using some sort of explosive device, but that's the prevailing theory. It's a massive uh, granite monument. It's been a center of controversy since it was put up 42 years ago, mysteriously by uh, an anonymous donor or funder that put this up. Uh, It presents a set of 10 guidelines describing the New World Order and a smaller global population living in harmony with nature. Now, let me go before we talk a little bit more about the story, and uh, Leo Homan put something up on this, and uh, Harbinger's Daily put that out. By the way, we are so thankful and blessed. Thank you so much, Harbinger's Daily, for um, uh, just putting us, listing Stand Up for the Truth, as one of the trusted podcasts that they recommend. So go to harbingersdaily.com to see that list. So what does the Georgia Guidestones say? Well, the following 10 principles are offered in eight different languages to ensure humankind's survival, which ironically, the survival of mankind involves wiping out the vast majority of the population of humans. So it's all about globalism, demonic agendas, population control. Let's, let's go through these briefly. Now, these are the Georgia Guidestones. You can look them up. It's on this massive granite monument. You can read them yourself in all these different languages. Number one, maintain humanity under 500 million people in perpetual balance with nature. So you know how many (laughs) would have to be killed and wiped out now to get it under 500, the, the world population under 500 million? Number two, guide reproduction wisely. What are we talking about there? Abortion, euthanasia, one-child policy in China. They were probably all for that, right? Improving fitness and diversity. 
Next, number three, unite humanity with a living new language. Oh, my goodness. Did some of you just think of the Tower of Babel in Genesis, the book of Genesis? Unite humanity with a living new language, right? Is that talking about a universal language where they can build a tower to the heavens? Number four, rule, passion, faith, tradition, and all things with tempered reason. Number five, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Who determines what is fair and just if it's not God, if it's not the Bible, if it's not Holy Spirit inspired, divinely inspired, who then determines fair and just laws and courts? Number six. No, that was my question, by the way. It just simply said, protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Number six, let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. So United States uh, cases and disputes would have to go to a world court. Number seven, on the Georgia Guidestones, avoid petty laws and useless officials. That's open for interpretation, right? Number eight, balance personal rights with social duties. Number nine, prize, oh, this is hilarious, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite, right? The cosmos, the whatever they call the divine consciousness. But truth, now understand, they have redefined truth. Someone should write a book about that, redefining truth, wink, wink. All right, number 10, be not a cancer on the earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. Now, those are the 10 guidelines written for humankind's survival on the Georgia Guidestones. Now, back to the story. Um, so apparently there was an explosion there yesterday and it was heard for in the area around uh, 4 a.m. Um, the photo was posted. They're investigating this, and they came out with a statement that said unknown individuals detonated an explosive device at the site early Wednesday morning. And you can see an aerial view here. Yeah, something happened. I mean, it's not demolished, but you can see how it was damaged and there's some debris. So the Georgia Guidestones, you know, they've been referred to as the Devil's Monument. It sits on what now is the property in Elbert County. It was erected mysteriously and anonymously in March of 1980. And uh, it call, really what it's calling for is the genocide of 90% of the world's population. Wipe out 90% of the world. Isn't that interesting what the globalists seem to be trying to do in all their scheming, uh, limiting the population and killing people, let's just put it bluntly. Now, they, they just happen to be using pharmaceuticals and other things to do it. But um, interesting, the population today is around 7.5 billion. So they're calling for a population of 500 million to ensure a proper, quote, balance with nature. All right, just one response because we're running out of time. Um, it says, this is from Patrick Wood, one of our podcast guests over at Technocracy News. 
He said, technocracies, handmaidens will undoubtedly take this as a direct threat to Klaus Schwab's Great Reset program that includes population reduction and control over the Earth's resources. Erected in 1980, the Guidestones appeared to be modeled after the Club of Rome's Limits to Growth that was published in 1972. So, fascinating story. We'll kind of keep an eye on that. Not a huge thing because it's just, it's just a monument that really nobody endorsed in America, apparently. Um, when was it? 19, what, 19, was that during the Reagan administration? We know that Reagan wouldn't have uh, endorsed that. But anyway, so look up the Georgia Guidestones monument if you haven't, uh, been, if you're not familiar with that. So we've just got two minutes left. And so we can just remind you to check out Cheryl Chumley's book. Great opportunity to talk with her, someone who's actually in the belly of the beast, living right there in Northern Virginia and writing for the Washington Times. And uh, check out her podcast as well. But look at that book, Lockdown, The Socialist Plan to Take Away Your Freedom, because we know it is a demonic agenda. So let's talk about one more thing briefly. We've got like a minute. Sorry, guys. We just Time goes by so fast. We've got so much going on. Um, but it says, in, in Michigan, a state attorney general, Dana Nessel, mocked conservatives during a recent summit, and she actually said... She wants a drag queen for every school. This is a Democrat representative in Michigan uh, saying drag queens make everything better. Drag queens are fun. They are entertainment. And you know what else I'll say that was not poll tested? I say this, a drag queen for every school. So in school districts throughout America, parents are demanding that teachers stop instructing children about sex at early ages and gender fluidity and critical race theory, pornographic materials. A lot of parents are saying, can we please remove them from the classrooms? They're inappropriate. But the left doesn't care what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. They have an agenda to fulfill. Well, Pete Hegseth of Fox News said, this has all happened in the public school system gradually and then suddenly, as uh, Ernest Hemingway put it, And he said they gradually took prayer out of school, then they took the Bible, then they forbid any teaching, really, of Christian instruction. And we know that has happened. And that was just the 1960s, but this agenda goes back 100 years. And I'll be talking about that next Thursday night, 100 years in America, and uh, what we're going to do now, what we need to be aware of, and how we need to go forward. That's next Thursday in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And that will include a Q&A at the end. So look up StandUpForTheTruth.com or Q90FM.com homepage for that. Tomorrow we'll speak with Dr. Patrick Flynn of The Wellness Way. And then uh, we've got a great month, uh, actually a couple weeks of guests. I was going to say a month. Well, we do. We have great guests. I'm, I'm biased. Some new ones coming up at the end of the month as well. We are so busy, guys. We could use your prayers, and we still need to hire a few people, a few can get the word out about that, especially if you're local. Thanks, guys, again for sharing the podcast. God bless you. And as always, keep speaking the truth about things that matter.